0: The podcast with Mike and Bomber. All right, here we go. Uh, round 11 done. We're, we're here for one uh, podcast only Money, this, big week. Podcast this big, week. Big podcast this so. week. Well, big, big podcast. not long, but uh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff to talk it. about, and we're getting in late because uh, I guess everyone's talked about Carlton to death and the score of you to death and all that sort of stuff, but we're just going to add our 20 cents in and and also look forward to, to round 12. Yeah. It's a big, small round. Big, small round, a big, small podcast. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, so let's get it. Let's get, get straight the it.
1: Straight into, Who's your star of the week? Are you going to go back to back? I am. I and mean, I, I went back uh just to check because I think I went with him last week and uh, I've gone for Michael Sonny Walters. Uh kicking the goal again or kicking a goal this time to win the game for the Dockers in the with thirty seconds to go. Uh pretty special. Two weeks in a row, win the game for your team. Just stabbed myself for the pretty team. amazing.
0: Uh yeah, uh good effort. <laughs> um it's uh yeah, pretty good. And I, I didn't he marked it, and I was watching this one from a hospital bed. Um, mm. uh, and, uh, yeah, didn't doubt at all that he would kick it.
1: No, I didn't doubt it either. But he is a fantastic shot for goal and um, nailed it. Nailed it. Him and Brad
0: Hill, so important. To yeah, free at the huge, huge, We'll talk huge, about Freya a little huge. bit later.
1: Yep. All right. Who's your star?
0: My star. And I thought <sighs> I could just jump on the Eagles wagon, but I won't do that. I'll just keep it with the West Aussie flair, though. Don't roll your eyes at me. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go Stephen Cornelio. Uh, He had probably the most complete game you are ever likely to see. So 36 touches, 8 tackles, 8 inside 50s, 3 goals, 4 goal assists, 15 score involvements at 83% efficiency and 560 metres gained. It's not a bad game in the office, is it? You won't go better than that, mm. and it just makes me feel a little bit better about my brownlow investment. Oh, ow, you you got on it as well? So I think I did. I might just if, check. if that isn't three votes in the bank, mm. I don't know what is. That was a sensational game from Cogs, and he's certainly saying out there to whoever is looking for his signature, just uh, add another zero to that contract. Thanks. Come much. home, come home. <laughs> yeah, Start wearing the purple.
1: Who's your flog? Uh, my flog for the week, and this probably leads into a bit of our discussion. So, oh, hold on. on, same as me. Here we go. Uh, who's yours? Uh... <laughs> Read yours out and we'll go from there. Oh, well, mine is David King. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. No. Ooh, what's Kingy done? Oh, hold on. Maybe because we'll, <laughs> it leads into a new, maybe we'll just combine some stuff here. Sure. Because right? we had a bit of a thing going you on. You can see how much we, we- didn't we, actually push freaking fr- timer. Uh, um, you
0: can um, see how much we really talk about our notes as we, uh, before <laughs> we start
1: here. But yeah, go on. So, David King. Um. The Dockers won the game at the end. Oh. Okay. Very exciting. Um, and the first few minutes after they won the game, David King just wanted to talk about how how the ball was touched oh, in the third quarter. Okay. Which we're going to talk about a bit. But yeah, that's all he wanted to talk about. Actually, Matthew, Matthew Pavlich was one of the commentators too. Yeah. But he was sort of almost could feel that he didn't want to sort of – go into that. He wanted to talk about the, win. the boys winning the game. Yeah. And uh, David King just went on and on and on about it. And uh, we might get into the that specific issue a little bit later. But uh, yeah, I'll hold, my, I'll hold my points for now. So um, Kingy, just- Kingy, you're an idiot. Who's your flog?
0: I've just got into the sour because I thought you were going to be going on for a while. No, no, but no, I'm good
1: now. I'll, I'll come back to
0: it. My flog is Mark Lagoudachie. Who the hell's that? Yeah, well, I th- would have said the same thing before Monday. He's the president of Carlton.
1: Oh. And is he the guy with
0: the, in the press conference, yeah. the main guy? So he's the guy in the press conference said that we're sticking to the plan. The plan is solid. It's like, no, mate, the plan is shit. All right. The plan is all, all wrong. Uh, and I just feel like that press conference, I mean... Oh,
1: I just the, I, I watched the th- the press conference. Yeah. I actually thought it was quite good. Bolton held his head up high oh, he and was brilliant. did really well. Bolton was excellent. And I sort of thought the way he the guy what's his name? Leguideche. Leguideche sort of explained it was quite good in a way that they have a plan, they're going to stick to the plan, but along the way there's going to be parts of the plan that but, but, are going to have to change but, to and this get that go goal. In,
0: I guess we, we continue with this into our discussion on Carlton, which is obviously going to the plan is f- clearly flawed. Right on on the weekend, so Bolton's into his fourth year. Yeah, on the weekend they fielded the youngest side that Bolton has ever assembled. In the fourth year of the plan, what is the plan? Surely the plan is to develop blokes and to keep them together and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I know they're Daisy Thomas out, managed Cade Simpson. Dockett injured. Docherty's out. They traded so Bryce Gibbs away, things,
1: which is probably the only one thing that they uh, was under their control. I guess Bryce mm. Gibbs uh, leaving a few years ago. Gibbs Tui, Tui, yeah, that looks bad. Mitch Robinson. Because now that's what they're missing, isn't it? The experienced heads to help the younger yeah, kids.
0: Yeah, to help Cripps. No one's there to help him. How good, how good would Tui have be been that side? Mitch Robinson, how good would they be in Carlton right now? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so I reckon Shade. I don't reckon they've backed Bolton. I don't reckon they've supported him. And the coach has got to go. You know, his record, I think it was four and 43 games. That's the modern day example of that is Kevin Sheedy at the genesis of GWS. He won three from 43. You know, with those kids. So that's the comparison. Yep. But um what I didn't like, um, I guess looking at Carlton is um the um the media. And the media pissed me off for the best of times, but yeah. it was the on Sunday night I don't uh, and Tom Morris, he's a muppet, that guy, I just he does my head in. Um I don't know how Bolton's position is tenable, and then they're just hanging Bolton out to dry. Then they all want to go on Monday and, oh, what's such a nice guy, you know, he's, you know, all class and all the rest of it. It's like, don't, you guys hang him <laughs> one day and then you want to, Play yeah. Mister Nice Guy. Don't like that at all. Mm. Um, they just bay for blood. The man. Then it's already like they're thinking. Okay, who's next? Let's go for Richo. <laughs> you yeah. know, or Hinckley, or Woosher.
1: Well, they're always looking for the next story, and if they can break it before it actually breaks, and uh, like, yeah, uh, maybe. that's what their job is. Um, and on to Brenton
0: Bolton, I guess mm. it was good and. He, I don't think he had to sit in that
1: press conference. No, I was actually um, surprised he was sitting there and he's sitting there while the guy was basically telling him oh, what yeah, he did wrong. Yeah, But uh, Bolton's little
0: bit at the end was really good, I mm. thought, in the end where you could see him welling up the, the last line, I love coaching. Mm. Says he's not done, I guess. Um so, I mean, one thing we don't know and we may never know is he seems like a great bloke, but can he coach?
1: Yeah. And, yeah, it wasn't a good uh, team to start with, I guess, no. to your first senior coaching you, gig.
0: You look at Carlton, the last five coaches they've had now have been sacked since 2002. So, you've got Wayne Britton, Dennis Pagan, Brett Ratton, Mick Mouldhouse, and now Brendan Bolton. So, um and Lagouda was on the board when Ratton got sacked and he was there six years, got the finals three times out of those six years and gets mm. the sack. Had better than 50% record. So that decision now, now it looks bad, doesn't look so good. Um, so whatever this plan is and when, you know, th- th- what has been the plan all along, and this is sort of where I think it's a bit murky, mm. I think, and, and the pressure has certainly come Moved on in the in the days that have followed, where a lot of people think that why is it Bolton that's that's the scapegoat here? There was a tweet that I really liked from Revolting Sideburns. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, he said, make Silvani coach the year out. He bought the groceries. See how he likes having to cook with them. <laughs> and on that, I did a bit of research on the amount and and the the people that have gone from GWS to Carlton. All right, so make your assessment. So 2014, we had, see if you even know who these blokes are, Mark Wiley and Christian Jacks, who played... Went from
1: GWS to Carlton.
0: Yep, they played 16 games between them and were both delisted. Uh, 2015, you had Sumner, who played 20 games. I remember that name. Played 20 games, has been delisted, delisted. Plowman who's probably been still there. the best one, yep. played on the weekend. Phillips, who's still there, gets a game when the other rucks aren't available. Jed Lamb, played 44 games, has been delisted. Reese Palmer, played one game, was delisted. Uh, Pickett, still on the list, has played 17 games but struggling to get a game. Marchbank uh, has played 36 games. Matthew Kennedy, uh, who walked around like he was disinterested on the weekend. And the latest one, Will Setterfield. Uh, so, out of all those players, I mean, you've got 12 players there.
1: And they've all come from GWS. All
0: GWS, and six of them are still at the club. And I dare say that um, a couple of I mean, the, the ones that look like they're going to be a success are Ploughman, Marchbank, and maybe Cedarfield. Mm-hmm. So, three of them. And what they've given up is a host of second round, third round picks, have downgraded some first rounds to second rounds. So they've lost some opportunities to bring in some guys instead of some second-hand players. And GWS are licking their lips. They're going, they've got all these picks and these blokes that they probably knew weren't going to work out. Off you go. Yeah. So it's it hasn't worked, that
1: that whole GWS yeah, relationship. Yeah, so that's down to Silvani, is it?
0: Well, he was the one that's getting all these players. Now, if they get Canelio I take all that back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this this is a record that hasn't worked. You know, mm. it hasn't worked um, and, and SOS has instigated And SOS is the one that instigated the, the change of picks last year, which now yeah, yeah, has Adelaide bad. with pick one yep. next year if, if things stay the same. So, yeah, interesting. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that have gone wrong and I don't
1: think it's all Bolton's fault. Yep. Um, so no, I agree but at, the, at this point there was nothing they could do except sack him no,
0: I, I agree with that and, don't disagree and maybe with there
1: is some things that need to be looked at yeah. behind the scenes as well
0: yeah um. I, I just think that it shouldn't just be Bolton there's other people that are responsible yep. yep. alright so that's
1: Carlton Carlton oh, wow you
0: Yeah, had half a page on them yeah I did um, so on to your mob so great win from the Dockers um, yeah awesome you know oh, sitting there watching the game um Two weeks in a row, Freo in a cliffhanger. Good on them. Um, and
1: yeah, and really good to win against a big team, a big Melbourne team at yeah. the MCG. And
0: a, a big period to come for the Dockers. They've obviously got the bye this week. Mm-hmm. Um, following that, I've got Port at Home, Melbourne and Carlton. So real chance to solidify a spot in the top eight. Yeah. Um, before Exciting. the Derby. So big, big four weeks. So, um, and it just might mention that in both of those last two weeks you tipped against your side when they've got up and uh, and and had
1: a win yeah well i i lost faith two weeks ago <laughs> and i had to change my deci- well had to bet against him uh, and then you know Col- collingwood at the mcg oh uh, yeah tough to tough to pick <laughs> your team there uh, i'd like did you pick the eagles against collingwood at the mcg at the beginning of the year i can't remember we'll go back and listen we'll have to that podcast find that but um Yeah, so, yeah, I did lose some faith and they've surprised me two weeks in a row. Uh, Really, really good effort and uh, owe it it, it to uh, probably the two Indigenous boys. uh, They've been super. Michael Walters kicking the the winning uh, point and goal uh, and then Brad Hill. He... Could be
0: All-Australian on a wing at the moment.
1: Oh, he has to be. Mm. That's a little activity we'll talk about at the end. We, we're going to do this. I think the time is right. He's uh, just been huge and, uh, <sighs> yeah, And what do you fantastic. think, just
0: the side note, so Ross obviously coming out, and I know you're warming to Ross a lot lately. A little bit. Mm. What do you think? Did you hear about the uh, the lunch on Ligon Street?
1: Yes, I, I did. I heard suit, about, suit, about that.
0: Suit, uh, my mate,
1: Sauce. <laughs> So Suss is going to lose his job but give Ross a new one before he goes. Oh, they,
0: they're business partners.
1: Let's not yeah. forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think Ross is playing this
0: beautifully, just quietly. Um, you know, Freo might be thinking, "Well, oh, we better get on with
1: this. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Ross has come out and said today that uh, the Dockers were happy with where his contract was at at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with where it's at at the moment. I think that a decision needs to be made at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If this year goes quite well and the young players have developed and there's something there, then maybe they can look at extending his contract past the next year. Mm. But I don't think that there's any reason he should be given any more contra- another contract at this point in time. Okay, there it is. It has to be based on how this season goes and how the young players develop this year. Okay. But they're going well. They are going well. Uh, positive signs at the moment. Uh, other than Alex Pierce, yeah, that's breaking his ankle. Yeah, he's a big loss. So Griffin Logue
0: probably come in. Yeah, and I actually it, yeah.
1: thought Griffin Logue might have had a game uh, in the last few weeks because he's. I think he's been ready the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, but not quite the same player. I don't think he's as tall as Alex P- Pierce, so probably can't play on the the big uh, big big tall, uh, full forward. But um, Joel Hamling probably more of a guy that will play on the more mobile sort of a full yeah. forward. But I think he'll probably have to switch. It was such and was uh, an
0: innocuous incident, wasn't it? Just kicking, it was just kicking, kicking the, ball. the ball, and it was yeah, yeah. really strange one. And. Um, Another one, I think Jiro did his knee in for Peel. So a couple of yeah. really bad ones for Freo on the weekend. Uh, the score of you, I think we should just touch on it. Yes. What's your take? So there, so I was told once when I was a kid, right, and you're applying for jobs, if you make a mistake once, you're human. If you make a mistake twice, you're an idiot. <laughs> if you make a mistake three times, you're living out of a cardboard box. <laughs> like You don't <laughs> – you're, you're done um, – but uh, so we had two in two days so we
1: had the yeah I think that there's you know probably be a bit of a coincidence that it's happened two in one weekend mm-hmm. but you can't really fix an error like that mm-hmm. in a day you know over a weekend
0: mm-hmm. and the coach if it happens this well.
1: weekend yeah there's a problem but yeah. I think the issue is with most of these things unless it's reviewed by the goal umpire there's a learning that what is it, 30, 45 seconds, 45 seconds that they have between the mm. the score and the ball up, um, and that's not really a lot of time to mm. properly th- review these things. I think we've got
0: to accept that no matter what you do, there's going to be human error. Mm. You
1: know, you can't eliminate human error. Even if you bring in a machine, there's still a human pushing a button on that machine. Yeah, and I think that the way that I like, I think it should be handled, I heard someone else mention this, is that... Anything that happens in the field of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Duffield. Yeah. Was, uh, from the West you know, Australian. If the umpire didn't see the touch in the, the field of play. That's the domain of the field it's umpire. It's play on. The same thing happens with marks during yeah. the game and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, it's play on. They so didn't see yeah. it. If it's on the goal line. That's what the goal line technology, it's goal, line, goal technology, line technology, uh, in inverted yeah. commas, uh, yeah. that's what it's for yeah. and that's what it should be used for. I also think that they need to invest in some better quality cameras. Oh yeah. So that's... you don't see these freaking half shots or between frames or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Cause you can't tell properly anyway. Yeah. Like, what's the point in going up there if they can't make a decision? Yep.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so more confusion, but I don't know. I just laugh at it really. Um, just right. a little bit on the Ds. So yep. they seem to have the game won against uh, Adelaide. They were 30 po- 31 points up in uh, the third quarter, I think it was, and then their last 12 scoring shots yielded one goal, 11, uh, which included uh, in the last two minutes Max Gorn and young Sam, Sam Wiedemann, mm. both missing from straight in front, 40-45 out um, to you know, not get them over the line. So, I mean, they were the better team, Melbourne. Adelaide have got out of jail there. I
1: um, have because if Adelaide lost it, they would have been the ones that were feeling a bit of the pressure.
0: Yeah. And whoever lost that game, and I think we spoke yeah. about it last week, was going to be under the pump. But the thing that interests me is Wiedemann's shot for goal came off three steps. It wasn't even like a proper oh, – was it? I didn't It even wasn't even that. like he's a forward. Mm. Um, so something to look at there in terms of his technique. My opinion is still like the Crows aren't that good – but Melbourne, you know, they're three and eight and now they go Queen's birthday against Collingwood. They're done if they went already.
1: Oh, they're done. Yeah, um, well and truly.
0: And so. one to quickly finish on before we get to our votes, uh, I think it'd be remiss of us not to mention Rhyshaw. Um, what mm. a sensational coaching debut that was. Let's yeah. talk about
1: something positive. Fantastic, wasn't it? The, the intent. Intent, yeah. The
0: Zerha, which I'm sure you'll Zer-ha, get on to. Ha, yeah. Just what do you have? Six tackles first quarter. Just, just the, the pressure and, a, yeah, you. the attack on the ball. And that's been a knock on, on Carlton that their their defensive pressure is the worst in the league, and that's effort, and you can control that, and Bolton hadn't been able to yeah, do that. Yeah, well, I don't think
1: that Carlton could have done what North Melbourne had done purely mm. because Carlton's bodies are just, yeah. you know, first, yeah. second-year players, yeah, half of them. So, so
0: North, you know, Reshaw, he banked one of those free hits, that David King spoke about. Yeah. Uh, so well done to them. And now they go to go up to Metricon. So it could be a really good start for Eshaw. So that's our wrap of the big issues. Uh, we'll be right back with our votes from all the games in round 11. The Hold the Ball
1: Podcast.
0: All right, uh, time for our votes. The uh, most accurate voting system you're likely to find out there, folks.
1: It is. Um, the only brown low tracker you need to know about. The that.
0: only one. And I was going to put – I was thinking of putting a bit of a comparison up on the Facebook or, and the Twitter, if, if it will allow me to do it. So stay tuned. I want to compare our votes with the coaches and the and the AFL predictor. Okay. So
1: stay tuned. But you had Friday night. Let's go. I did. I had the North, North, North and the Tigers where North – smashed him in the end by oh, 37 that points. That was That's crazy. that was the we spoke about the multi being over on the Friday night. Yes. You oh I was going to mention that. Yeah. You were uh, out by about 80 points. So uh yeah. good one. Yeah, cheers. Um yeah, so North Tigers uh I've given Zerha the man of the moment, the just the one vote for the day. Uh 11 tackles and just the pressure that he brought was fantastic. Ben Brown, I've given the two votes. Uh, he had six marks, three contested and five goals. And Ben Cunnington, who I thought was very, very good. Beast. And, and is in, yeah, he's just that beast mode player, isn't he? Um, 31 disposals, 20 of those contested and nine clearances. On to your game. So uh, the Giants and the Suns, the expansion derby at <laughs> Turned
0: out to be a bit of a fizz. (laughs) Uh, GWS just flexed a bit of muscle.
1: Gold Coast couldn't keep a a game tight for maybe the first time of the season. And we just hope,
0: and I did read something, that maybe they're tiring a bit. The Mm. bye couldn't come quickly enough, I don't think, for the Suns. Uh, Thank God they didn't have to play in Shanghai. Yeah, yeah, well. Mm. uh, But uh, they... Kept it competitive to half-time, and it was all she wrote. So uh, one vote went to Jeremy Cameron, kicked five goals. Two votes to Josh Kelly, 36 touches and a goal at 78%, and then Stephen Keneally, I read out his figures before, um, on fire. And when you've got your two best mids going at 80% and using the ball the way out, they are, the Giants,
1: they are my one seat at the moment. They are just looking... Unstoppable. Yeah. I, they look good and then they'll play a game against someone and they'll get beat. So
0: oh, I do think they might drop a game or two. That's okay.
1: Yeah, but hmm. they're all right. Okay. Over to you. Dockers. Uh, what I was thinking of is the Hawthorne game at uh, the MCG. I'm going to play Hawthorne in finals, mate. doesn't matter. <laughs> they're playing <laughs> at the MCG though. Uh, the Pies and the Dockers, which Frio won by four points. A game I've dubbed Touchgate. Um, I've given one vote, and this actually hurts me a little bit. Brad Hill, given the one vote, 29 disposals, four inside 50s and two goals, ran all day as he normally does. Uh, I've given Scott Pendlebury two votes, 29 disposals, He's playing well, Pendles. Yeah, playing really well. Eight tackles, six clearances, and I've given the three votes. Three, three votes. Three votes. What are they? Uh, three votes to Nat Fife. Uh, I thought he led from the front. Thirty-two disposals, six clearances, six infi- inside fifties. The. Uh, mongrel punt to Walters yeah, to uh, get the shot on goal in the end. Play in front forwards. I think they learnt that if they just kick it long in the forward line that it would just be marked by the defenders. So he just went, oh, well, I'll just mongrel it in there and see what happens. I like it. Hmm. So
0: that's that. All right, Geelong-Sydney, uh, the afternoon slot game on Saturday. And I I actually thought that the Sydney a couple of Sydney midfielders edged out, a couple of Geelong ones, and a few people might disagree with me here. I left Kelly out and someone else that played really well, maybe Tom Hawkins. Uh, so I gave one vote for Parker with his 28 touches and eight score involvements. He was a beast. And Dane Rampey uh, played really, really well. Um, what have I written here? Ten intercepts and six Didn't do anything stupid this game. week. Nothing stupid from him. He was really good. And Danger was BOG. Uh, undoubtedly with 30 touches and two goals and 10 score involvement. So uh, Geelong just kept on ticking along. Awesome.
1: Saturday night, go. Saturday night, uh, Melbourne and Adelaide, which the Crows won by two points after Weiderman missed that shot on goal at the end. Uh, I've given the one vote to Max Gone. He was a bit of a beast as he normally is. Uh, seven marks, three of those contested, 25 disposals. Uh, Brad Crouch... Twenty-nine disposals, seven clearances, and three goals. That's a pretty good game for a two uh, votes. Yeah, and I've given the three votes who I think we would all agree. Well, you and I probably agree that uh, is the main man. Is important for Adelaide. Yeah, very very important. Uh, Lynch, uh, twenty-six disposals. 13 marks, which just shows how much he runs around the ground and gets that that um, link-up ball, and three goals as well. So very good game from a couple of those Crows players. Mm, good day.
0: The other Saturday night game uh, was Brisbane and Hawthorne and quickly running through my votes here. Deciding forever who to give my one vote to and I ended up going with Louis Taylor. 28 touches and a goal and six score involvements for Louis He's fit back into that Brisbane lineup. Harris Andrews, for the second week in a row, gets two votes. He is looking really, really good for an all-Australian spot. Uh, 20 touches, 86% with 10 intercepts. And Jared Lyons, he's a little favorite of mine, and he played really well. 33 touches, 8 clearances, and 540 meters gained. Um, he is warming to it nicely at Brisbane, and he's sort of part of the... Support cast for Neil and Zorko and that, and their midfield is looking really, really good. Uh, On to the Shanghai Bonanza, where half of St Kilda were sick, and Jaron Geary went
1: down and... This was another tip that you did well?
0: Yeah, no, nah, twice, and both weeks of stuffed port. Bloody port, they're killing me. Uh, and
1: you got this wrong
0: by a fair margin too. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh I went Rowan Marshall with the one vote. I think he's going really well. Twenty-four touches and a goal, and getting a few tip tip taps as well. Uh, Robbie Gray uh, back to doing what Robbie Gray does. In spend a bit more time in the midfield. Uh, Kicked three goals too from the midfield. I mean, most of the midfielders were doing what they like for most of the game. And three votes to a bloke who is having a super year. Uh, Travis Boak with 33 touches, two goals, and six tackles. Awesome. On
1: to you for what Robbo deemed on Twitter as the worst game of the year. Yeah, Cup. it wasn't uh, too exciting. Um, Bombers ended up winning by 41 points, and I reckon a lot of that was down to the fact that um, Cripps got tagged to just 11 disposals. When's the last time Cripps got tagged to 11 disposals? Well,
0: I think he had 12 against GWS when DeBoer tagged him. Okay,
1: so. there you go. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. So that's the key. Tag, Cripps and Carlton are at, their, at your mercy. Uh, I gave the one vote to Darcy Parrish, who I think is having a really good mm, season. Yeah. Uh, 31 disposals, 10 clearances and a couple of goals. Sounds like he should have got more votes based on those stats. Uh, it's rough. Dylan Clark I gave two votes to. He was the... Tagger. The tagger. Uh, 23 disposals, 10 tackles, uh, 6 clearances and five inside 50s, and I gave the three votes to the captain, Dyson Heppel, 36 disposals, 22 contested, six clearances, sorry, seven clearances, and a goal. So um, Essendon did quite well in that game, but uh, up against pretty rough opposition. Pretty
0: ordinary opposition. Mm. Yeah, good times. Uh, how, is it, how are we 25 minutes in and this is the first time I'm talking about West Coast? This is bloody it's ridiculous. fantastic. Sunday
1: Twilight. Loved Most it. boring
0: game of the round, this well, one. Great game. Uh, it was a super game and uh, just ticking along beautifully, West Coast, five in a row. One vote and I... Uh, I couldn't avoid giving this bloke a vote he played really well Caleb Daniels he was everywhere uh, 34 touches at 95% good little player he? he's a good little player no one can tackle him because he just weaves his little way around in and out and over and under uh, it's like Dip, did, 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 and he just <laughs> goes everywhere um, 8 intercepts 9 score involvement so he's everywhere um, thank you very much Um, Two votes to Andrew Gaff. Uh, His last two weeks have been really good. 36 touches at 80% with 10 score involvements. And it was great to see this man return to form with his first votes for the uh, Jack Darling with three votes uh, with his six goals.
1: Downhill skier.
0: Four contested marks, hopefully not. Hopefully (laughs) we'll continue. He's played well the last two weeks, so hopefully it can continue. We'll see. And there are votes. And our leaderboard. Have
1: we got our leaderboard up? I do. It is
0: somewhere here. Good. Uh, so uh, here it is. The top two didn't get a vote. Top three didn't get a vote. So
1: Neil Grundy and Sloane still. Yeah, so Neil fifteen, there. Grundy fourteen, Sloane twelve, and then Canelio comes in at twelve. 12. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's quite
0: So Pendlebury now and Boke join Kelly and Cripps on eleven, mm-hmm. and Dangerfield joins Rockliff on ten. Great names at the top there. Yeah, going to be a great count on Brownlow night, and this is halfway. Who can maintain it? Who's not going to get injured? It was quite
1: tight because normally at this point you got, you know, like someone that's a bit out in front. Uh, so.
0: I'll tell you quickly what I did, right, because I see my man is there on nine votes, right, the old Norm Smith medalist. He was paying $151 for the brown loan. And I just chucked a cheeky 20 on him. When
1: was that? When was, hundred, when was that? Two weeks ago. Oh, okay.
0: And then he's, he's BOG against Adelaide, and I couldn't quite – if there was a 4 3 two, one <laughs> So you've given him half a vote for yeah. this week. Half no, a vote, okay. so Shuey's yeah. on 9.5. But now get on shoe. He's all right. All right. Shall we move on? Yep. Let's preview round 12. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast. We're back. We're back. We're back. We are just talking crap there uh, for a moment. And here we are to preview – the first of the bye rounds. Yeah. So, so six uh, games
1: this week. A little bit less football this week.
0: But the round starts with a crackerjack game on yeah, Friday night. Huge so
1: game, isn't it? The uh,
0: Tigers, after a loss last Friday night, and the Tigers just hate had, or oh, sorry, Marvel Stadium. Mm. Don't like it there too much. Up against the Pussycats, who are flying two games clear on top, if you don't mind. Yeah. And you know, sorry if I'm about to cut you off there, you know my formula for the uh, 20 goals.
1: No, no, <laughs> six, I'm just players, trying to pick six players
0: over 20 goals. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, 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 my yeah, formula. yeah. Sorry, Geelong have already got three who have hit that mark. Oh, wow. So, the key bombers' key for success, uh, they've already they got are a high scoring team. The Tomahawk, they? Gary Rowan, and Gary Ablett have already got 20 goals. Wow, on the board. And okay. further to that formula, West Coast and GWS are the only other two teams who have got multiples in that area. Okay. You heard it here first, folks. Did You need six. What about if the guy
1: gets 20 points for the year?
0: Bad kicking is bad football. (laughs) Who said
1: that? Robert Walls? Was that a Robert Walls-ism? I I was thinking of Jesse Hogan kicking lots of points. Um, All right. So Richmond and the Cats, sixth versus first. What do we think about this one? I am looking forward to it. The Cats on fire. They've
0: won... Well, at least their last five, uh, the Tigers were coming in. They'd won three on the bouts before losing to the North last week, and they just didn't bring that. North out, hated
1: them. North out, Richmond
0: Yeah, the mm. big time. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, I, I just think the Cats, if they use their focal points, like if Hawkins becomes a factor, Ablett returns, that – that classy forward line, Radagalia played all right. He kicked that really good goal that he spun around and yeah. finished and then he ran off like he'd just won the 100 metres on the Olympics. <laughs> um, yeah, if they their forward's the key with, with uh, Richmond, I guess, their defence not quite firing.
1: Yeah, it's a bit tough when you don't have the general down there.
0: For Richmond to win, they've really got it. You know, this is obvious. They need to play that pressure game and put Geelong's Blue chip midfielders under pressure, like guys like Duncan and Dangerfield and all that, don't like it when they're got blokes in their
1: pocket all day mm. getting stuck into him. It should be a good game because I, I Richmond are a good shot at winning this. I reckon, oh without a doubt. I, I think I feel like the Cats, who had a had a good game last week, have probably
0: good, value, good, good value due a
1: bit of a hiccup at some point along the way. Mm. So uh, it'll be a good game. Yeah,
0: so at uh, at the G, um, I mean, the Tigers at $2.40 represent pretty good value, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So Richmond can win. I mean, they need a, their little mosquito fleet. Uh, you know, I mean, Geelong's, Geelong's back line have been so good. I mean, Blixarves can play tall or short. And then they've got, you know, Stewart, who just runs a muck off halfback and and co. It's interesting to see that. It seems like they're playing Jordan Clark more as a forward at the moment since Tui's been back. Mm. Um, And also interesting to note that uh, Geelong re-signed Myers, grind Myers and O'Connor today. So two of the young kids for an extra couple of years.
1: It's good. They've been playing well. Yeah. So things looking really, really positive. Um, So who are you going to pick for this one? I will
0: go for Geelong. Yep. I just just like everything about what Geelong are doing at the minute. I think they're – they're the form team. I mean, 10-1 and one tells you that, um, and they're going to be hard to knock over, but I'm really looking forward to it. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm going with Geelong too, and yeah, it should be a cracker of a game. I think the midfielders are
0: evenly matched, but I just think Geelong have got the better polish at either end. Yeah, I agree. For mine. Carlton and Brisbane.
1: So the Saturday, Saturday morning morning game for us or yep, early afternoon game? Yep. So Brisbane going along
0: beautifully at 7-4. and four. Um, We both tipped them to miss the eight. Now, they shouldn't miss the eight from here.
1: No, they shouldn't, unless they sort of burn out a little bit. Um,
0: So, similar, I talked about earlier in the podcast, Frio's next little run. Brisbane's next run, they've got Carlton this week, then the bye, then St Kilda, then Melbourne. So, they they win those, or even they win two of the three. They're nine and five. mm. You don't miss finals from nine and five, usually. So... So, what do you times. need?
1: Twelve wins to get finals?
0: Usually twelve. Usually. So yeah. if they can be nine after fourteen rounds. Yeah. So it would be fifteen rounds because they would have had the bye. But yep. um, interesting. Listening to uh, Chris Fagan just says he doesn't want to talk about finals. Obviously, he just wants them to keep improving. And because he says once he's talking about finals, you just lose the players. And yep. um, interesting. Uh, I had it. I've got another formula. So you heard about my goal formula. I've got a midfielder's formula okay. as well. So Carlton, here we go. Bombers, stats, corner here. We should have a new segment. Uh, they have only got five players, Carlton, who average 20 disposals or more a game. Okay. So no support for Cripps. So those players are Cripps, Walsh, Murphy, Fisher and Newman. So no no. There's no support. There's yep. not much support. Gold Coast, the other team with five. So you, your teams that are mid-range, Freo, Essendon, have got eight. So it shows the jump. Like there's more of an even spread. Geelong yep. have got nine. We're okay. averaging 20 or more. So it's All not right. just the core midfield group. There's half backs now get 20 easily. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough people
1: doing the heavy lifting at Carlton. Well, Basha getting 38 every week. Yeah. yeah. And you know, who's it, Jake Lloyd at Sydney? Just mm, loves Yeah, he color. loves it. And, yeah. you know, Laird and those kind Herne's of blokes. He's been
0: getting big numbers this year. Yeah. Luke Ryan at times at Freo. Yep. So, um, yeah, so a bit of work to be done. But, I mean, the case for Carlton in this game is that Brisbane at home are 5-1 and one this year. They got smacked by Collingwood that one game. Away they're 2-4 and four, and their two wins are against North and Gold Coast, so Brisbane haven't proven that they can play away from home. So Carlton, new coach, can yeah, David that, Teague? Yeah, that's the other the- thing,
1: isn't it? The new coach. She saw what happened with North Melbourne last yeah. week. I don't think it'll be exactly the same as that, but uh, you know, maybe the pressure is off Carlton for a few weeks and they can just play their game. Yeah, so that's the case. It's at it's at Marvel, and perhaps um, the Blues
0: can get a good start and get a bit of confidence up. Who knows? Mm. But Brisbane for me.
1: Yeah, definitely Brisbane for me. It's, yeah, unfortunately for Carlton, you can't tip them at the moment until they show some... Form how's, some winning form. How's ten, 10 wins looking? Good, good. Just nine, just <laughs> nine to go. <laughs> nine to go. Yeah. All right, good. Oh, Yep. they'll have a cracker second half of the season. Yeah. It was all about the coach. Just change oh, coach. Yeah, okay, they'll enough. win the next nine. All right, you. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on to the next game, which is Gold Coast and North Melbourne. What at a blockbuster! Metricon, at the home of
0: football. Can we can we change the name, please? Home of football. Uh, just two games off Carlton, so they've got a bit of breathing space on the Blues, which I'm really happy about. For the Suns. Um, so, uh, Suns get Harbrow and took Miller back. Okay. Two really important players for them. Um, it's no doubt they're getting smashed in the midfield without Miller and are missing a fair bit off half-back. Um, North, two big wins, two big emotionally charged wins. Scott's farewell. Yep. Shaw's... Loves a lolly, doesn't he? He does. Sure
1: does. He's loving the milk bottles. Does love
0: them? Yeah, yeah. The milk bottles. I'm not a fan of the milk. No, that's good. Okay, good. I'm a more strawberries. That's something top you
1: could guy. eat all day, and not you know you're not getting too too oh. much sugar. Okay, fair enough. Uh, oh, you couldn't eat these all day.
0: No, the old sours. They're no, good, but in moderation. Yeah, in moderation. Yeah. Anyway, mm. um, for our for our uh, lollies podcast, please yeah. <laughs> stay, stay tuned. tuned yeah. Stay tuned for that one. But anyway, uh, oh gee, I mean. As a Gold Coast honorary supporter, I'd I'd love to see the you game. pay your membership. Did you? Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I have North turned the corner. Uh,
1: yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, look, the way North are playing and the way that Gold Coast have sort of got a little bit tired, I think there's sort of only one way that this game can go. I cannot see the Gold Coast. Winning this game. See, I can see them winning. Ooh. I think they would
0: think that North are gettable up there. Yeah. I think they would.
1: I'm if not going Sir to. Zerhard goes around and does what he did. <laughs> um, Gold Coast aren't winning. Okay. It's all down <laughs> to Zerhard. First,
0: second year player. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I think you've got to tip North, though. So I'll, I'll be tipping North. But I don't, wouldn't, don't be surprised if Gold Coast keep this close and bring back. That's what we said last week. What they're going to do. And they got absolutely pummeled. Well, Giants and North aren't in the same bracket, I wouldn't have thought. No. This is an intriguing one. So we go to Saturday night and we've got the Crows.
1: North for me too, by the way.
0: Okay. Uh, the Crows and the Giants at Adelaide Oval.
1: Mm. Eighth versus second. Uh, what? Adelaide six and five.
0: Yeah, but they've been – this is
1: Adelaide. Like They
0: fell over the lining. It's Melbourne. Blew a 33-point lead against West Coast. Um, I can't remember what they did the week before that, but they're um,
1: they're not convincing. No, they're definitely not convincing. And didn't, I'm pretty sure, Sloan got injured on He's the weekend. He's 50-50 okay. at the moment. So the hammy. Um,
0: mm. So he didn't play. So a lot of people are saying, oh, it was a really good effort for Adelaide to get up with Sloan on the bench, but... Because, I mean, you see on our votes, he's he's right up there.
1: Melbourne would have been fine if they could have kicked oh, a couple yeah, of absolutely. those points and turned a couple of points into goals, yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I'm You're just to <laughs> the tail. I'm just having a little episode over here. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's a tricky little trip. But Adelaide have been anything but safe ha- safe as houses at home this year. And, yeah. Uh, no, they've struggling at Using the home. Hawthorne West Coast and someone else that escapes me. They lost the showdown, didn't they? They lose the showdown?
1: Uh oh, I can't remember.
0: No, they didn't. They won the showdown. They did uh, win the showdown.
1: Yeah, but I think what's it? Uh, last time they met, uh, GWS beat the Crows, and then the the oh earlier that year, GWS, GWS beat, beat the, the Crows. Crows as well, but uh, at Adelaide Oval. So yeah, last year GWS have have won at the Adelaide Oval before. Um. So I think that's probably a a pretty good sign. A lot of teams struggle at the Adelaide Oval, so if they've won there before, they can do it.
0: Yeah, big big sort of news. Lockie Whitfield's out with his collarbone for about six weeks, so that's a big loss for the Giants. That is huge. Um, Zach Williams could come back in for him. Um, And for the Crows, Matt Crouch, the big source could be back, played in the twos and did really well. Uh, and also my man, Richie Douglas, the, big, the, the best biceps in the AFL, uh, could be back for the Crows as well. So some big ins. Uh, I think GWS too much class. And gee whiz, that forward line is functioning beautifully. It is, isn't it? Cameron, the, Cameron's having a what great. a last name is the Himmelberg. <laughs> uh, Finlayson, Um We haven't even got to Toby Green yet. So he's, he's having a, a bit of a quiet. Uh, yeah, going under the radar. Um, so they're, got, they're ticking along beautifully. Expect Matty DeBoer, if Sloan plays, to uh, give him a rough time of it and make him think that he wasn't playing. Mm. Um, GWS for mine.
1: GWS for me as well. And that is, uh, just having a look here, four, four away teams to win the first four games so far. So, so um, don't
0: put your tips in this week. It's the one <laughs> week you can get away with not putting your yep. tips
1: in. Uh on to Sunday. This could be another
0: away win. Oh, I'm betting as a win. So Sydney host West Coast, and this was the game last year that snapped West Coast's 10-game winning streak. They went to Sydney and lost. Um, Sydney paying $2.20 might be good value at home. Uh, West Coast paying $1.70. Um, Shannon Hearn is in doubt. He's in doubt.
1: Um, he's not going to play. No, he's it's not, not going to play. He's not going to play. Yeah, so. he's going to have a rest for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's okay. Yep. I'm okay with that. He's been very good, very almost career best uh, season. Yeah, so I he's think. in line for
0: back-to-back. All Australians would have thought, Shannon He's playing beautifully. Mm. Um, what I have loved about West Coast is the the Fords seem to be back. You know, you've got Darling kicking six, Kennedy and Cripps kicking three each. Um that, that side of it's looking really good and the tackling pressure in the midfield. Sydney didn't put
1: up a horrible show against Geelong. They no. they, they remain competitive. I mean, they will. They'll remain competitive. They've come back from the uh, sort of horrible start that they had a little bit, Sydney. Mm-hmm. yep. so they've got guys stepping up like Georgie Hewitt's playing well and,
0: yep. um, you know, and Co. So, that, you know, Sydney at home, you can't. I just feel like it's, it's – it's, 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 you just never, as a supporter of a club, never write the game with the SCG in the bank. You don't really know what's going to happen. They've got enough damaging players, Lloyd Parker, Rampy. Um, you know, that, that forward line the other week, you know, Sam Reid kicked six goals the other week and they got Buddy up there and you just – you don't really know what's going to happen. Haywood's no. playing well. He's one of the best young players in the comp. I reckon Will Haywood is. A good okay. player. Um, But I'm going to back the boys in to get six in a row, I think
1: uh, – They'll break the SCG hoodoo. Yeah, I think they haven't won there since it's been a it while—ten like years or yeah, something like that. It's it's
0: it's been a while. Mm. So I think the so these teams are polar opposites. So the Eagles eight and three, and the Swans are three and eight. Um, yeah, I'd think West Coast too much class. And I'm going to stick with
1: uh, West Coast after their thrashing of the Bulldogs. I think that they'll continue that form. Mm. Okay, All Monday, right. final game on Monday. Collingwood. Wonder who's going to watch this one. Probably be you. I will be still yeah. on
0: uh, leave,
1: and I'll be on the couch. Uh, well, you've got this game
0: with the little fella uh, watching this one. So, uh, will so interesting development. Dane beams is out for uh, he's had hip surgery.
1: Yeah, three I months. I think I also saw that um, uh, Taylor Adams is. Uh, Having a bit of a setback with a groin. Okay, interesting. So uh, that's a couple of big outs. If um, yeah, he's out as well. So a
0: couple of big midfield outs. There, but uh, what's his name? Sire Brandon Sire coming back in. He's he's a good replacement.
1: Yeah, he had a good season last year. And I remember
0: ripping yeah. it up in the twos. So he'll come back in. Stephen May looking like he'll come in for for Melbourne. Okay, looks like Jake Lever possibly another week away. So, Jeez, if big, Melbourne
1: have those two back, that's a massive difference, isn't defense
0: it? Defence reinforcements. Mm. Um, but definitely May back, I think. So now Buckley came out and said, well, Beams' form was such that he was going to struggle to get a game if he didn't go and have
1: surgery on this hip. Okay. So that's Beams, why he's gone and had surgery. Yep. Yeah, so
0: three months, they reckon he's out. So he'll be back. Looks like just as on the eve of finals.
1: Well, that's when they'll need him probably. Yeah. So... So, uh, what is it? Collingwood third and Melbourne 16th.
0: That's what I see here. I reckon Collingwood could pump them. Yeah. Well, Melbourne, the best thing about this day is the old, the big freeze. I think the biggest, yeah, sorry. The big freeze. The big freeze is is huge. How how has Neil Danaher, sorry to sidetrack from footy from Mm. him, how has he not won Australian of the Year? Like this guy. I agree, yeah. This guy has done so much. You know, with uh, with what he's got, and it's uh, it's a real event. I think now. it
1: must be getting to him a bit this year because uh, he hasn't done too many appearances. It's there's been a few video things yeah, from the his video. Home, from his home, so yeah. must be struggling a bit this year. But uh, hope he's doing okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, he's done a huge amount of uh, work for M and D. Yeah, absolutely. So, what, sorry, what were we going to say? <laughs> I was going to say that I don't think Melbourne have been as bad as their results. Say, I think that their kicking for goal has been atrocious. And if they'd been able to kick a little bit straighter, they would have won a few more games. Um, as it, and I think that's true for a few teams actually. I know, uh, the Bulldogs against the Eagles, if they'd kicked straight in the first half, mm. it could have been a very different game. Yeah, uh, the Dockers had a number of shots on goal in the fourth quarter this week. Um, yeah, and just fell over the line. Yeah, so. so you
0: look at the Ds and we spoke about their goal-kicking last last 12 scoring shots, one eleven. 11 The week before they, they were absolutely obliterated by GWS. The week before against West Coast, um, they had their chances. That's right. I think um, the same
1: thing again. They kicked a lot of points early on yeah. and the, and West Coast rolled them in the end.
0: And Collingwood, I feel like, they're not exactly flying at the moment. No. They um they haven't looked tip-top. Tip, well, they had their hiccup. They yeah. had their hiccup. So lost to Freo. The week before, they just fell over the line against Sydney.
1: That's right. That so, was the Friday night game, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: So they're not uh, – and then they – the week before that, they kicked away from St Kilda in the last quarter. That's right. So they're not – they're winning. And, you know, that's sort of low. Like you said the same about West Coast, you know. If
1: yeah, you, a couple if you're of weeks not, ago.
0: not playing well and winning, you'll take it. Um, and they sit eight and three. So I'm still going to back Collingwood. Um, mm. I think still – still too much class there. It'd be interesting to see if Cox comes back as he's ready. Can they play Cox, read my check in the same forward line? it will be interesting. I think my
1: checks more of a half forward for me. Um, although he had a pretty, pretty awful game last week, I think.
0: For me. I had him in a multi to get two goals and he's kicked two points in the first five minutes. And I was like, <laughs> this is going to suck. Yeah. I think he ended the day with three points. Uh, so yeah, thanks Brody, for that. Uh, Collingwood for me. First home win of the round, hopefully, if my tips go right.
1: Yes. Me too. I'm going with the pies. So we've gone the the, the same same, same tips, tips this week. Same tips. All right.
0: Uh, all right. We'll come back with our certainties and our, our bets for the week. Holding the ball with Mike and Bomber. All right. Here we are, ready to wrap up with our uh, our predictions for the week. Mike, your certainty for the week.
1: Uh, My certainty for the week is Collingwood. Uh, I think that they should get the job done easily over Melbourne. Although, uh, if Melbourne can uh, kick straighter, I think it'll be a reasonably good game for at least half the game. Uh, But Collingwood should win.
0: We didn't talk about the old ruck matchup of
1: Maxie and Brody. Yeah, it's the the two best rucks. Two best rucks by some distance. Yeah, I think uh, they're two slightly different rucks, to be honest. Maxie likes to drop behind the ball and get the marks. Very good tap. Brody's just. A Brody's midfielder. a really good. Yeah, runs around the ground. Mm-hmm. Bit of a midfielder. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I don't think Brody takes enough marks. Okay. We well, didn't have his best game against your boys. No, and uh, Rory Lobb. Uh, yes. Doing really well this year. Um, I think he actually had a, a slight injury at one point during the game, so. Um, <laughs> sure what that was now from him okay. but he did um, okay. my certainty is
0: gws yeah <laughs> um, so we got there in the end i think they'll go to adelaide and they will stamp rubber stamp their premiership credentials and say you know what
1: adelaide is shit we're good and that's that's thanks for coming so okay. who's the heat on the heat is on for me now that carlton have released the pressure valve mm. Uh, the heat is on Melbourne for You okay. me. reckon Simon Goodwin's in trouble? Uh, yes. Ooh. So he hasn't been one of the coaches that have been brought up? No, he hasn't, has he? Uh, what have we had? Richardson and uh, Woosher are the uh, not the main friend, ones. But yeah. Yeah. I think Melbourne should be really disappointed with where they are. Got At the on. beginning of the year, I had them finishing top four maybe. Yeah, we both you did. Know? Uh, and they've just been... Had a terrible start, were way underdone in those first few games, and just haven't been able to recover. Yeah, sitting in sixteenth position. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what, if anything,
0: comes of that. Um, there has certainly hasn't been anyone circling for Goodwin at the moment, but it's interesting. And in, in, uh, I heard that because North had already made the call, or Brad Scott or whoever, Carlton had to make the call to get in the race. You know, you need to get in the race for these coaches. So if things, if, coach, if boards think, oh gosh, we need to make a call.
1: Um, clubs will make a call on it. Bit of a domino effect, you think? Maybe Possibly. another one to come soon?
0: Well, it's no no surprise that there were no coaches sacked last year. None. The last coach sack was Rodney Eden. Stuart Duke came in at Gold Coast. The other coaches have all been in there for a little while now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it's a bit of a tendency to give them a bit of extra time yeah. now, isn't there?
0: Yeah. Um, for me, the heat's on Adelaide. So uh, I think that <clears throat> Pike could soon be one of those coaches. Yeah, that's true. And a bit of pressure because Adelaide were expected to do really well this year. I think mm. I picked them to finish fifth. Um, and what were they sitting there about? Uh, six and five moment. or something, yeah, I think. Yeah, they're six and five. Mm. They lose another home game to GWS. They weren't convincing against Melbourne. Um, they... Uh, there's, you know, Tex Walker, another disappointing day for him. Will it get to the point where they drop him? I don't know. Things not just aren't working at Adelaide at the moment. Um, they're not the yep. team we expected them to be. All right. Your bet for the week. Come My on, bet. Mike.
1: Come on. Need to get one get on the board. Get off the mark. Let's go. Uh, won't make the mistake that you made last week in Friday. going for a 40-plus on a for Friday night. Get on the cats. Get on the um, I'm going to go – I'm gonna go with Geelong wire to wire. So to be leading at every quarter oh, wow. and win the game. That's outrageous. At two dollars fifty. Oh boy. That's a risky one, but I think it's quite quite good. Good odds, two. Sorry, two fifty, okay. Uh, Brisbane on the line, so to win by more than sixteen and a half. Yep. I'll back that. That's good. Dollar ninety. And uh, I'm going to go with Rory Laird to get 30 plus at $1.83. So that's that a comes into eight 69 Hopefully you can get on the board and reduce my debt a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I reckon that's not bad. Yeah, not bad. What was your long one? Wire to wire. Wire to wire. Yeah, that's shit. The rest of the other two will come in. Uh, all right. My bet is a certainty this week, folks. If you want to spend $10, spend it on this bet. Okay, Geelong... By 15 and a half. So I've gone all three of my bets are tri-bets. So Geelong by 15 and a half plus, paying $2.10. GWS by 15 and a half plus, paying $2.37. And West Coast by 15 and a half plus, paying $2.30. So all those three come in. That's at, some good odds. Come in. At 13 dollars nine, So, I reckon they're great odds. That's crazy. When I was putting that bet together, I was like, I'll have a piece of that. Yeah. So, all those teams just need to win by two and a half goals uh, and they're all paying over $2. So, 13 dollars nine. If I get this, I'm so West, I'm in front for the year. Where's like, the risk
1: there? I'm just trying to think. So, West Coast. Well, the Eagles haven't won in Sydney for a long mm-hmm. time. Giants. In Adelaide, that yeah. could be a tight yeah, game. That's why the odds are better. And then the Cats. And the Cats. Yeah, I mean, that that one, uh, yeah. Mm. I think the Cats should win by a couple of goals.
0: I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm, I'm It's a shot, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I'm pretty – Odds are there yeah, for a man. reason. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. So I'll probably get none of them. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but I'm confident. And uh, I think that concludes our big monster episode. It does. We've made it. And um, thanks for waiting out till Thursday for our uh, first podcast of the week. Yep. Um, it's been a big week. First uh, and
1: only one this week. Yes. But, so th- uh,
0: Thanks for uh, listening wherever you are and uh, hope your team wins this week. Have a
1: good one. See you later.
0: This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.